Welcome back to another episode of the Demand Efficiency Podcast with me, your host, Eli Rubel, formerly Elias, but hey, names are hard. This is the show where we unpack and benchmark the methods and tactics used to reduce CAC by the most efficient and fastest growing companies in tech. Frequent listeners will know demand efficiency is a leading indicator and North Star metric for teams focused on reducing CAC. And in each episode, we'll evaluate how the best companies in the industry are driving down their cost to acquire while still achieving remarkable growth. In today's episode, we are going to be focused on revenue orchestration, more specifically around lead management. And the company that we're highlighting today really scored near perfectly across this discipline within the demand efficiency framework. And that company is Mutiny. So today I have Ryan Narod, who is the head of marketing over at Mutiny. And we unpack the full journey tech stack team organization that allows them to rate so highly, score so highly within this portion of the demand efficiency framework. Revenue orchestration is one of those categories that companies tend to go through many iterations of as they grow. You know, a lot of companies keep it really simple in the beginning. They don't necessarily have lead scoring or automated lead booking or lead enrichment. There's a lot of moving pieces here that usually are tacked on as a company grows in their sophistication, in the number of segments that they are targeting as their team size grows and as their tech stack and budget grows as well. But Ryan and his team have done an incredible job, I believe, in systematically starting from a strong foundation, whereas the tendency in a lot of companies that we speak with is to ignore these pieces in the early days and then add them later. Ryan did a great job when building Mutiny's marketing org to incorporate all of these pieces early on so there isn't revenue leakage, so that the buying journey is controlled and measurable and that they're able to show up in each channel the way they want to show up and continuously serve that experience from start to finish. He also has done a really interesting job with his team organization, the way that he has set them up for success with weekly goals by channel, weekly experiments. You know, one of the things I love about Unity is they really get demand efficiency, even in specifically what their company does, what their software does. I mean, this is all about doing more with what you already have, increasing conversion rates in all of these touch points across your web surface that otherwise is a set it and forget it for a lot of companies. And so in the same way that demand efficiency looks at all of these microsurfaces and walks a full 360 around your marketing program to find these points of conversion and optimize them and not ignore them. Really, Mutiny is like the software version of this specifically for your website and web presence. So really enjoy this conversation with Ryan, their head of marketing, as we unpack how they think about demand efficiency and specifically how they've created excellence across revenue orchestration. One thing I really love about this conversation today is Ryan's team does an exceptional job of continuous experimentation and continuous experimentation on a really tight timeline to results. 
a lot of companies, when they think about running hypothesis-driven experiments and you know, proving or disproving ideas in market, they're talking on month-long timelines. Ryan's team goals on weekly timelines. Obviously, there are some experiments that, that take longer, and you'll hear us talk about this, but I just love that they are diligent and really disciplined when it comes to continuously running experiments on a weekly basis and taking those learnings and running with them. It's something that all companies would benefit from, but very few successfully implement that level of discipline when it comes to testing. So with that, let's cut to the case. Let's hear the conversation with Ryan Narod, the head of marketing over at Muni. All right, Ryan, uh, let's dig in. I'm excited. You guys scored really, really well almost perfect score across revenue orchestration within the demand efficiency framework. So, you know, that that's spanning all of those surfaces from lead booking, scheduling, routing, scoring, enrichment, and then even moving further down the funnel to the handoff between sales and marketing, your ability to track accurately through dashboards, which tends to be a, a sticking point for a lot of companies, regular meeting touch points between sales and marketing. There's a lot here to unpack. So maybe let's start at the top and just describe to us how you got to a place where this was so buttoned up and and maybe some of the strategies and tactics you've deployed to get there. Yeah, well, lucky for me, as the first marketing hire, I didn't actually have to inherit a mess. I built it the way I wanted to build it from scratch. And so we went channel by channel when I joined, right? I turned on the lowest hanging fruit channels first. So day one, my sales team of one sales rep needed pipeline, so I was the SDR, just booking meetings. So that was our first channel, was outbound. And because I was a lazy SDR, I focused on building the systems to do it scalably versus sort of going down a phone book and, and dialing people up. And so that system that I built has just scaled over time. Describe that system. Just let's, let's dig in. What yeah, is- the system for our outbound is basically knowing everything there is to know about our target accounts, right? And so we went and scoured the universe of every B2B SaaS website. So B2B SaaS is our ICP. And we looked at criteria that makes them a good fit for mutiny, right? Do they have enough website traffic where experimentation would make sense? Are they saying things on their website that would be a good use case for mutiny? For example, do they have a enterprise and a contact sales button side by side where bifurcating that would be a good use case? Do they sell into multiple industries? Things like that. So we basically ingested all that information. And our database was nothing fancy in the beginning. It was a Google Sheet. But we collected this information across every B2B SaaS website out there, which let us not only prioritize the accounts, but use that data as mail merge tags. So we can say, hey, because you sell into multiple industries and you use this technology and you use HubSpot as your CRM, Here's why we think Mutiny can be a good fit for you. So our early outbound campaign experiments just leverage the data that we had and use them as variables in really simple emails that felt really, really personalized. So that system continues to scale over time. Love it. Okay, amazing. The next channel that we turned on was, was paid. So we basically took the same target account list and we uploaded that into LinkedIn and we started serving um, LinkedIn conversation ads which basically was the same email that you got in your inbox, you just got through LinkedIn. So just adding another channel 
on top of the existing. So those were the two first low-hanging fruit channels that started driving qualified meetings for us. Third channel we added was events. So we went out to all the ecosystem partners out there. So companies like Chili Piper, which were kind of a little bit ahead of us as far as a marketing team and having built their audience. And we said, hey, do you want to partner up on things like webinars, in-person dinners? And so we formed a bunch of really, really strong partnerships that sort of let us get in front of our ICP in conjunction with a partner that already had built up that ICP. That was the third channel. And then the fourth channel is inbound. So inbound is more art than science. Um, we started creating a bunch of content that I, as a growth marketer, would want to read. And that's that's our ICP. And it, you know, over time, with a lot of experimentation, it started to resonate. So that channel today is the bulk of our pipeline volume. And that's really where we spend a lot of our time. How do we create amazing content to get people to our website? And then once they land on our website, how do we get them to convert into inbound leads that are ready to buy? So that's a large portion of our focus today. So how have you orchestrated your team structure to support excellence across all of these disciplines in a way that doesn't get messy or where you know, lines in the sand aren't particularly clear? Like a lot, of, a lot of organizations stumble because there are so many touch points and then they have to you know, figure out how to align roles to these touch points and accountability. And, and I know from our previous conversations that you've done a really nice job of doing this in a fairly unique way. So the way we started the team was actually one owner per channel in the beginning. So those four channels each had an owner. There was someone who was responsible for outbound. There was someone who was responsible for paid, someone who led our events, and someone who inbound was actually two people. Someone who created content that drove website traffic and someone who focused on the website who was really focused on increasing conversions from that website traffic. And that model for us has worked really well and scaled up to this point. And now what we've evolved to is basically three teams within marketing. So we have an ecosystem marketing team. Ecosystem are, is the combination of all the amazing things that we do that make people love mutiny. So how we show up in market at events, our own in-person and virtual sort of events, our community, our amazing content, our newsletter. You know, We started our newsletter a year ago, didn't exist. Now it's 25,000 people strong. Our community a year ago didn't exist, now has a thousand really, really active members. So these are some of the things that sort of make people follow us and engage with us on an opt-in basis. That group is entirely responsible for fostering that, that ecosystem, and that's, how, that's our demand creation motion. Once we get people into our ecosystem, we have a growth team that's responsible for demand capture, which really starts with how do we make sure we show up when people are looking for us? So the SEM and SEO piece to how do we take them on a website journey such that they are likely to convert? So how do we show them really content that is in accordance with their stage in the buying cycle? Managing that conversion rate. And then once they convert, how do we kind of engage with them through email and life cycle to get them to be ready to buy? So that's what our growth team is focused on. And then I also look after the BDR team that does that one-to-one engagement with prospects when they're ready to learn more about the product before handing it off to the sales team. How do you orchestrate between these three teams? Like, How do you keep everyone aligned and in sync, even though you know, they have their own charter, right? But the charter rolls up ultimately to a common goal. So how do, how do you encourage cross-collaboration between these teams? Today's episode is brought to you by No Boring Design. 
Wow, what a name. No, we know this team well. We've brought them in to help with a number of engagements. When design becomes a bottleneck for shipping campaigns quickly. Uh, also, when design is boring, right? A lot of B2B status quo becomes boring and it doesn't have to be. So we bring this team in, they level up the quality design and they remove design as a bottleneck to ship campaigns, content, product marketing assets, you name it. If it needs a design and you're hung up on it, this team can help. Um, somehow they managed to do this. I think their price point starting out is 2,500 a month. Uh, obviously goes up from there, but what a great resource. We've seen them firsthand do great work with Dropbox, Yelp, a number of our big clients they've been a part of. So check them out, noboringdesign.com, noboringdesign.com. Yeah, well, I think everyone's got their own targets, right? And so we track targets by channel and by week. So everyone's got weekly targets, and that's how we make sure that's my big dashboard life hack is that's how we make sure we don't miss at the end of the quarters when you're, when you're hitting your weekly target and you're iterating weekly is sort of the cadence we make sure to get every team and every channel sort of running in lockstep. The way that roughly it's orchestrated is the ecosystem team is, owns the website traffic number. So these are the moment in time bursts that get a lot of folks to come to our website. The growth team is roughly responsible for the conversion of that website traffic into both leads and BDR meetings. So some of those people will come in and convert right away, but then the growth team is also running offers that get people into our, into our funnel, even if they're not ready to talk to sales right away. And then once they're in our funnel, the subsequent email communication to get them sort of ready to raise their hand again and talk to our BDR team. And then the BDR team they own an entire pipeline number, right? And their expectation is that if a BDR owns 900K of pipeline, for example, they're expecting 300K to come from the ecosystem team, 300K to come from the growth team, and 300K they need to cold source. And so everything's sort of in lockstep and everyone's got metrics that ladder up to the next team's metrics. So... From an experimentation perspective, I mean, if you're measuring and reporting and goaling on a weekly basis, obviously your experiment timelines are pretty tight and your expectations around hypotheses and then getting answers and you know, either proving or disqualifying, these are tight turns. So describe to me how you run those experiments and, and your expectations on that front. And then also, how do you get to stat sig or some sort of clear signal when you're turning experiments that quickly? Yeah, so not every experiment we run on a weekly basis. I think we intuitively know what kind of experiments we can expect quick results from and what kind will take longer. So I'll give you an example of each. On outbound, we tend to run very quick experiments. So the way that our outbound team works is we are coming up with campaign hypotheses every week. Each BDR comes up with three campaigns that they want to run. And within that same week, they'll launch the campaign. And after touch one, we know the open rate, we know the reply rate. And so early on, we know if that campaign was successful. And so that's an example of an experiment where we have really rapid results. On the inbound side, luckily, we use an amazing tool, our own product called Mutiny. And that product, when we are creating experiments on our website, Mutiny actually estimates for us, here's how long we think the experiment will run. 
So we'll go ahead and we'll create a website experiment. If it's an all traffic experiment, we'll get to StatSig within days, really, really quickly. If it's a experiment that we're launching for a subset of our audience, for example, a particular industry or a particular employee size, that experiment will take longer. Luckily, Mutiny will tell us this is a experiment that's expected to reach that SIG in two weeks. So we know sort of roughly when to expect results. Awesome. And then, you know, a lot of companies, as I said earlier, struggle on the measurement front and on the dashboard front because they put their program together over time and the measurement piece doesn't keep pace with the new programs and new channels and, you know, all of that. So how did you approach measurement such that you do have a really good grip on reporting and attribution today? Yeah, so I think attribution is always imperfect. And so we chose a last-click attribution model to keep things simple. And so this is really, what is the source that resulted in the meeting getting booked that resulted in pipeline? So the way that we do this is each of our channels has its own Chili Piper link. We use Chili Piper for basically giving prospects the ability to schedule a meeting right away. So in our outbound cadences, they have their own Chili Piper link for booking. If you book through one part of our website, you'll get a specific calendar. If you book through an event, you get another calendar. So wherever the meeting comes from is the channel that it's attributed to. In reality, it's an imperfect attribution model because customers take different journeys. But I figure you know, keeping it simple in the beginning is always better than overcomplicating it and you know, getting a tech stack to sort of make guesses based on black box signals. Did you start off with that as your system or evolve into that? Yeah, I mean, as we added channels, right? So in the beginning, it was inbound and outbound. We had one and we used Calendly at the time, but we had one Calendly link on our website, and we had one Calendly link on, on our outbound sequences. And as we added more channels, we just sort of scaled that program. And then all we had was a HubSpot automation that said, if it comes from this Calendly link, assign this source. Fantastic. Is there anything, you know, within the realm of revenue orchestration, is there anything that you would do differently if you were setting your program or your org up from scratch again? Yeah, I mean, I think... On the attribution piece, again, there's no perfect system. And we have used HubSpot as our CRM and marketing automation. I'm not aware of a way in HubSpot to basically attribute something towards multiple sources. And so more and more, we're seeing our customers, before they were customers, take a really multifaceted journey, come onto our website, meet us at an event, respond to an outbound email. And right now we're facing this point where all of our biggest deals are touched by every single channel and we don't have the visibility into which channel contribution. We have visibility into like what led that final touch or the final touch that turned into a meeting, which resulted in the sale. So I would say if we could have thought about, and I don't know if Salesforce is the magic bullet because it supports multiple campaigns being attached to an opportunity, if we could have thought about that, I think a little bit earlier, Maybe that's my, that's my one thing that we're faced with today. So a lot of great nuggets there for any marketing leader or marketers who are especially you know, in the early days of setting up their organization and growing marketing to take away some of those great foundational pieces that 
Ryan set up with his team over at Mutiny and has led to a lot of their success. They really have done a wonderful job on the revenue orchestration side, experimentation side. So let's talk about the motion because Mutiny is generally more sales-led than product-led as compared to you know some pure play PLG companies out there who might be listening to this. So what changes if you are at a PLG company and what can you take away from this call, from this recording, and what can you take away from this episode if you are at a product-led company? I think the real takeaway here for product-led marketers is around experimentation. Obviously, attribution, reporting, all of that is still very relevant, but specifically Ryan's approach to weekly experimentation and goaling by team, I think that is a, a phenomenal foundational piece and behavior to roll out at any organization and especially at product-led organizations because there are so many testing surfaces at your disposal. So really, you know, whereas lead routing, lead scoring, and more of the orchestration piece of revenue may be, again, big caveat with maybe, depending on the type of product-led organization or the extent to which you have a sales assist motion or not, may be less relevant. But the experimentation framework that he talks about, that we spoke about, is something that all companies, and especially product-led companies, should do their best to implement when possible. So that's a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Demand Efficiency Podcast, and I'll catch you on the next one. As always, if you're interested to see how today's company scored on the Demand Efficiency Index, or for that matter, to see all of the companies in the Demand Efficiency Index by industry, selling motion, and size, you can join our free Slack community. Uh, there you will be able to interact with every guest who's been on the show and even take the evaluation yourself and see how your company stacks up against prior guests. To join the Slack community, head over to mattermade.co forward slash pod, where you'll see all of the relevant links to join. Again, that's mattermade.co forward slash pod.